everybody. Welcome back. Another week of the Second Six WrestleCast. I am your host, Matt Johnson, and here we talk about all things Section 6 wrestling, high school, and some of our college teams. As we do seemingly every week now, we do have a guest, and I'd like to welcome a very dear friend of mine who is uh, quite well-traveled, former coach around here, former wrestler in Section 5, uh, Miguel Pereira. How we doing, bud? Good. How are you? Good, good, good. Thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate this. I appreciate being a guest on here. I've heard nothing but great things about the, the past episode, so I'm just honored to be on here. Thank you. Yeah, so far, so good. So far, so good. Um, and yeah, you were very eager. You were very eager to be on, so I, I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. That. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, as we did with Nico and Coach Wilcox and uh, Coach Max, I got to ask, uh, for the listeners, where 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 did you start wrestling? What school? So I started wrestling at Gusabina High School. Um, I did not start until I was a freshman, actually, in high school um, okay. with my wrestling career. So a lot of people get involved with it, like playing kids club or maybe some modified wrestling. I didn't start it until I was in high school, so I knew that I had a lot of uh, catching up to do. Um, but it changed my life. Um, people like you, um, other coaches that have been on the show in the past as guests, um, you know, it, my life turned for the better, I would say, um, just through the sport of wrestling and just the people that I met, the stories that I was able to share with different people, different people like families and parents and coaches and stuff like that. So, uh, definitely made the right choice. Yeah, I'd say <laughs> so. I'd say that. so. I can attest to that too about it being life changing, meeting great people. I mean, it's weird. Like, oh, geez, what? It's almost eight eight years ago. You were my coach at NCCC. And here right. we are, buds. Right. Always happy to run into you whenever I get a chance. And uh, absolutely, it's uh, it's it's been really cool. Uh, do you have a favorite memory of high school wrestling? Um, I'd probably say just high school, just wrestling is probably just really just participating in it and just being part of that, like that brotherhood or that family um, on a team. I'm not one particular moment with the big match or anything like that. I never won sectionals. I never won a class tournament. Um, right. Never won a county tournament, but I would say that just being part of that, just being part of that team, um, knowing that you know that you had the other guys back, because um, wrestling and you know how unique it is. It, it's a different, it's a different sport, especially in high school. Where you, you know hormones, uh, cutting the weight. You know, oh, it's, there's so yourself. much to it. People don't so understand unless they've been a part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I think I would say that was probably my uh, my biggest memory is just being successful the small success that i had at it but also still building my character at the same time so right no you're very respected i know a lot of the kids look up to you. um Thanks. coaches at least the ones that i've talked to uh i think you're a great guy so obviously uh high school definitely paved the way for that thank god uh you know you were you you ended up taking on wrestling and and, and following through as much as you have um so very good and uh you've Coaching. Let's talk about your coaching experiences. Where have you coached at? I know you've coached at a couple different schools. So I um so I started at um back in Greece. Um being a modified coach, I took uh took a year off. Uh before that I was at uh Entrip. Um was coaching and learned our, you know, Hall of Fame to move up and was amazing. Um and then for high school wise it kinda was it was different because I didn't know if I really wanted to get into it again or whatever the case was trying to still finish up my undergrad 
and um, I ended up running into uh, a couple people from uh, Chituaga, um, and I was there for uh, three years. And I just did all volunteer work. I never asked for anything, um, but I got a lot of experience through it. Um, and then I kind of took a, a year hiatus. Um, I really didn't do do much anything um, for the sport. I kind of just focused on my career, and then all of a sudden, a uh, new thing type coaching job popped up. Um, and, you know, after knocking on the door for a while trying to be a head coach, um, it was just the right opportunity and the right team and the right situation. Um, so I ended up being a head coach at Newfane last year. So that's, that's awesome. That's my, so that's my, uh, that's my road, my journey for coaching wise. <laughs> well, it's not a bad road at all. Um, no. so yeah, the Newfane job. So I, I'm guessing you really liked it and I'm sure it was really cool to, have your own team. That's always kind of been a dream yeah. of mine. I know, I know it was a dream of yours. And oh, yeah. Newfane had a really, really good year last year. Yep. Yeah, they, um, you know, I would say a lot of the work was, you know, was paid by, you know, other predecessors of mine, you know, uh, teaching them technique, but also the parents and the community too. Uh, Newfane's pretty tight. Um, but historically, you know, we know, we know about, you know, we know about Ryan Needle. Um, yes, yes, yes. He was, you know what I mean? He's one of the best of all time in the section, if not the best of all time. Um, you know, so so New Thane's always historically been good. You know, they always usually win the NL uh, League Championship, it seems like every year, five years in a row last year. Um, and it was, just, it was just a tradition there. Um, it's different than anything else. And it's the quality of kids that you get. Um, yeah, you know, we had a lot of good kids in our team last year. It was fun year but it was the character of those kids too you know what i mean it wasn't like um it wasn't like we had troublemakers on our team or anything like that so i really respected the, you know the kids and their character um and then just their work ethic i mean like it was you know you could you could just see that you didn't have to tell them to work hard they wanted to be better um every right. day and that kind of made it fun for me so it was um i wouldn't say it was a breeze um, because nothing is a, is a breeze, you know, especially from where you are in November. And then, you know, we uh, we were fortunate to have three guys at the state tournament last year. And that's oh, where that's everybody awesome. wants to end. We, everybody wants to end their season at the state tournament. Um, and, we, you know, I got, I was, you know, got the opportunity to uh, finish there and actually have a, a, a wrestler who's coming back this year at Newfane. Um, he placed uh, sixth in the state last year. So that was really incredible, you know, it just, very, very fun. A lot of good matches. A lot of, you know, a lot of good stories. <laughs> just laughing about them right now. Just thinking about them. But, uh, just a great time. Oh, without a doubt. Um, actually, I was seeing that Newfane is ranked team-wise uh, in the state as far as the preseason rankings go. So I'd say you did a pretty good job. Uh, so congrats to you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, they're, I saw they're ranked. I think they're ranked twentieth for preseason rankings or something along those lines. And they got a they got a pretty good shot to win the section uh, this year for small school with the different changes of class. You know, like only I went up to large school and other stuff. You know, different things like that. So I think that you know it'll be uh, it'll be a pretty good year for them again. Good. 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 Um, and that, that wasn't your first time coaching at the state tournament either. Right. Uh, I know you were, you filled in for someone, uh, yeah. not filled in, but so, you helped you assistant coach a couple years ago. Yeah. That so story. that was, um, that's a funny story to talk about. So I, um, so one of our actual mutual teammates, Jerry Lucky, who is a phenomenal coach. He was at Alden. Um, he had uh, Lyle Grant, uh, at 170 and, and Lyle wins the section, but he didn't have, 
a you know full time assistant the whole year, and I always a volunteer at Cheek. Um, but our season had ended, um, so I kind of just got asked by both of them, Lyle and Jared, if I wanted to go to the state tournament with them. And uh, what a weekend that turned into! Just uh, he was a seventh seed, you know, pinned his pinned his first guy, um, goes in the quarters, wins it in the last second. Um, goes to the semis and pins the guy from section five, and then he ends up uh, taking second place. So, talk about how cool that was. Um, yeah, that yeah. was the feel good story was, of that weekend. That was the feel good story. Yeah. Everyone was talking about it, man. It was incredible. Yeah, it was kind of cool. I've never seen, uh, I've never seen thousands of people, you know, just cheer his name like that, especially when he uh, um, got a couple mat returns in a row on Harry Shaw. Um, that was just, it was so cool. It was so nice. Um, and just like it was, I, I never forgot it, and you know, I, I, again, you said I've been to states twice. Uh, both of them were unique. I mean, definitely the first time you never forget your first time, regardless of whatever the result is. But um, both trips were were equally as good because three kids, one kid, and just the stories and the memories that you have, you know, on each trip. So it's uh, it was pretty sweet. Pretty yeah, sweet. I, I I can imagine, dude. That's uh, it's quite the thrill. I can attest yeah. to that with my experience with Leith. You know, it was just such a yeah. fun ride all the way there. Um, so very good. We're gonna get so we got some results for you guys. As uh, as if you listened to the last week's episode, I did record early on Friday, so I did not have any results that uh, for the show on that Monday. Uh, but now we got some results and stuff in. We had two tournaments, college tournaments, uh, the New York State Intercollegiate Championships. Uh, we had quite a few local guys place. Uh, we'll start. We'll go through the weight classes um, right now. At 125, uh, two NCCC uh, kids wrestled. Matt Gano from, uh, I know he's a Will South, and uh, Greg Quinn. Matt Gano takes third. Greg Quinn takes fourth. Um Let's say 133. Um, CJ Walls takes fifth place at the New York State Intercollegiate Championships. 141. Nick Casella of the UBB team uh, takes first place. Uh, Freddie Eccles takes fifth place with a win over Marcus Robinson of UB's B team. At 149, we have Christopher Maloney of UB's B team uh, taking fifth place. At 157, Michael Petit, or Pettit, I apologize for the name, uh, takes third place of the UBB team. And let's see, 165. Nobody local at 165. My apologies. 174. Daniel Torres of JCC takes fourth place. At 184, Peter Acciardi, I apologize for the last name, takes first of the UBB team with a victory over Cameron Page of Jamestown Community College. Uh, Also... See at one ninety seven. Nobody at one ninety seven and two eighty five. 
nobody, but I am actually really happy to see uh, Khalid Kennedy placed. Uh, Amherst, local. Uh, Russell for Amherst I, last year, he he took sixth place. He took sixth place at the Intercollegiate Championships at 285. Yeah, you also had a couple other guys on here, Matt. Um, you had, uh, so you had uh, Donnie McCoy or Donald McCoy. Um, oh, yeah, I'm looking at the eighth placers right now, yep. Yep, and you had him at 41, uh, Cottrell Jackson, who's from uh, Chittawaga Central, who took eighth, uh, uh, who obviously goes to NCCC. You had Jacob Bell, who is a Section 5 wrestler, Fairport High School, uh, who also took eighth place. Um, I think I'm just trying to go through a list just like you are. Um, <laughs> basically, it's tough. they're all over basically the place. Basically, I know they're, they're totally all over the place, but I think that's basically it. I think you covered it. I think so. I mean, that's a that's a good showing. I, you know what? I, I've noticed NCCC has had a really good showing the last couple of years at the intercollegiate. Um, I know some teams don't send their A teams to it um, yeah, anymore. Know, that's okay. I mean, just to talk about the last two years of what NCCC has done there. So last year you had uh, you had the first uh, junior college guy. Um, Troy Keller win the most outstanding wrestler in the tournament, which is yes, and that's awesome. And then he obviously goes and wins the national tournament, and he's at uh, he's at UD now. Um, but then you you have Entrip, uh, you know, score if I'm correct, seventy two and a half points here, and they placed fifth place, fifth or sixth place here. That's their highest showing ever um, at the intercollegiate uh, tournament. So yeah, and hats off them. to uh, yeah, hats off to what they're doing there. It's uh, it's pretty good work. It's always been a, a great program, and it just seems to be improving. Um, so that's great. Yes, UB's B team finished just ahead of N-Trip. And let's see, JCC uh, finished 35 and a half points. I'm not sure. That's a lot of counting numbers to see what place they took. But, um, yeah, 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 so hats off to that, all of them. Um, especially the fact you got some kids, you know, placing high up. Like, good for Cameron Page for taking second. And, yeah. uh, you know, well, some of the other the, kids place. Yeah, it's nice. I think a lot of people forget about Paige's season, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, at, obviously at Falcon High School. Uh, but last year, you know, he was, a, he was an AA last year um, at the uh, junior college tournament. So, uh, you know, hats to him. And he went up a weight class this year. So that's pretty yeah. good. Congratulations to them. Um, the reason why UB's B team was at present there was because they – were attending the Army Invitational, uh, the Black Knight Invitational. And here we have, we'll go through those results really quickly. Uh, I see Jason Estevez winning 149 for UB. Uh, Jake Gunning takes second. Looks like he forfeited out his final match at 285. Uh, Kyle Atkins takes third at 125. Uh, not seeing too many others. Let's see, Brett Perry, fifth place at 197. Oh, he got a win over Sam Schuler of UB at 197. Uh, Noah Grover takes sixth place at 165. I think that's it so okay very very good um so they had a decent showing there so there's those are your college results for the weekend everybody uh <laughs> real quick 
Um, the high school stuff, the good stuff starts next week. So we'll be recording on, on Sundays from here on out to ensure that all the high school results are in before we start recording. So that's good. I know uh, JV stuff started this weekend. I know the Iroquois JV duels, uh, which is always a fun time. Uh, those were today. Let's see here. So that should be good. All right. So let's, uh, I do want to talk to you about your, your journey to, okay. you know, becoming a head coach and, and stuff like that. Really the grind and, and I'm sure it was definitely a tough road to get there. Um, as you said, what, uh, you said you, you started off with modified. Yeah, I started off with modified. I really felt like, um, you know, I figured out my philosophy or figured out, you know, just like the, uh, psychological, you know, part of, uh, you know, just the student athlete, um, because it's so different. I mean, you go to college and you get, you know, guys that, um, you know, are maybe might be on scholarship, want to be there, whatever the case is. And you might just have, you know, some kids in high school are just there to just be part of the team or they, they're there for, you know, different things. Um, so it is, a, it's a little bit of a grind, but I, you know, I started there and then I, you know, I went to Chituaga. I had a little bit more of an idea of what I wanted to do. Um, was able to help out a lot of kids there. Um, and just, I learned a lot from, uh, Coach Abril, um, and, uh, uh and, uh, and Ryan Mislin. Um, they were there with me the whole time. Um, two great, good guys, two great, good coaches. Um, learned a lot from them. And then, um, when I was able to, you know, take on my own team, I kind of just, thought about stuff that I learned from, you know, obviously the guys from Cheek, um, some other stuff at Powercats, uh, you know, wrestling program. And right. then um, also from uh, Coach Canula, because well, I helped out, I was able to help out in, uh, on Powercats during the summers too. So we were, we always crossed paths there. But um, when I was able to take over my own team, it was a, it was a little bit easier, I would say. Um, but it's a lot of work. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a lot of work being a, being a rookie coach because the, the paperwork and this and that and a lot to take in. Sometimes was, uh, you, you don't learn that, you know, being an assistant, sometimes you really don't. No, I, I mean, like I knew how to do like the weigh-ins and like the certification stuff. I, you know, I really got the opportunity to at least, you know, do that part and, and stuff like that. But the other paperwork, I just, I, I didn't know how to do it. Um, and you know, I just, I had a really good, um, I had a really good athletic director um, who was just really supportive, and he's a um, he's a wrestling guy too. He's actually the uh, the assistant coach uh, when Ryan Needle, Ryan Needle won the state tournament. So it's kind of oh no cool. kidding. Uh, yeah, it kind of all came around full circle. Yeah, he's been there for a while. So um, oh good, just 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 awesome um, all the way around. So yeah, it was a grind. Um, it's good to have that support the though with the, with the athletic director. Um, and incredibly important. I yeah, can tell I you think, some stories about my days where the wrestling team yeah. did not have very much support from our athletic director. I'm not afraid to say it. Um, yeah. I'll even tell a story. Oh, yeah, I'll tell a story. I'll tell a little story about the lack of athletic director uh, support when I was in high school. I won't say any names, okay. um, but when I went to States my senior year, class of 09, um, yep. there was an issue where the athletic director – who was very close with the basketball team. Um, he said that our, the wrestling team had to choose only two of our four coaches to go with us to the state tournament. 
Uh, and our, my coach, Izzy Martinez, I'll say that name because it's pretty obvious, was not about that. Yeah. Fought it tooth and nail because that's what he did. Um, that's he he cared about the, our team um, and seemed to be, aside from the wrestlers and the parents, the only uh, and some of the, and obviously the coaches too, but the only voice that wrestling had. And he fought for it. But I fought. I thought the irony of all of that was that with the basketball team went the modified basketball team, both men's and girls, uh, the JV men's and boys, uh, or men's, excuse me, men's and women's uh, basketball teams. Uh, all the cheerleaders and all the school administrators went to the state tournament with that. Um, so that was Niagara Falls' struggle with ADs. This is hypocrisy uh, like yeah. that. So it, it's very important to have a supportive AD, without a doubt. Yeah. I, but I, I could, and then I'll, I'll, I'll add to your point on that too, but as much as having a supportive AD, I, I know that you had this, um, we both had this, is uh, having supportive parents. Um, uh, the best. Um, you know, not only being a competitor, but, uh, uh, you know, when I was coaching, I mean, you know, you got to have a, you got to have a supportive partner or supportive spouse um, just to take on the season. And I had, I had really, really good parents. You know, I had parents that were just involved um, that wanted that, Hey, what can I do? What can I do to help? Um, what, not just help my kid. Um, right. Yeah, you have stuff. to have an all around support. Yep. Yeah. We had just, you know, all around support, um, you know, also helped out. We had a, a, a lot of help from our, our kids club uh, program. So, you know, it just, it, how, you know, it just totally helps out when you got all those different, different factors. Um, you know, a lot of people see, I, I would say this is a coach's, a lot of people see the, the hand raised or not the hand raised, you know, right. on the, you know, Friday and Saturday nights and maybe some Wednesday nights when you have some dual meets, but you know, it's a lot more than that. It's, you know, it's totally more than that. It's, it's, um, not, it's just, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause yeah, the, like the, the, the parental support is huge. Um, you see a lot of yeah. these schools that run tournaments, um, Grand Island, for example, has a very supportive parent group and they make things very much easy on that coaching staff. Uh, Niagara Falls, uh, had a great one uh, as, as, as far as I can remember because uh, we used to have a like a, a boosters group um, there yep. and that they took care of all the extra little stuff and coach Izzy just pretty yep. much you know gave a little guidance yep. as to what he thought but he, he still the, the parents got to make the final say and, and, we, and it, was, it was great because you know we had we had a boosters club um and it was great because when we had, you know, three of the guys go to the state tournament last year, um, you know, it was kind of a struggle of, you know, you got to pay a hundred bucks for the singlet now. You made yeah. tournament, they got to pay a hundred bucks, right, for your gear. And, um, um, but we had so much support and so much love from that organization for the Boosters Club um, that they were actually able to um, cover um, that cost. Oh, so that's fantastic. Kids, you know, you know what I mean? Um, it was just, it was great. Um, it just, you know, it was just wonderful, but that's what I mean about new thing. It just, you know, it's a different animal. I can't really, you know, there's just like little things that happen, um, in the community or little things that happen through the season. Um, just like that, that just, it just made it a magical run. Like every weekend, you know, every weekend we didn't win every tournament and we weren't the best at every weekend, but I, I tell you right now, um, we had fun. We had fun yeah. doing it. Um, we, you know, we were classy about how we did it as well. Good. Oh, that's that's so good to hear. Um, 
looking back on your your first year as a head as a head coach, obviously you're you you are not coaching there right now. Um, but right. It, looking looking back on it, is there anything you would have done differently at all? Um, I think I think the only thing I would have maybe done differently is just maybe enjoying the little moments right. of winning some matches. Um, and maybe just spending a little bit more time on one-on-one preparation. It's just really tough to do in the sport, uh, especially when you got a, a smaller coaching staff. You have some of the larger schools um, that have, you know, three, four, sometimes five coaches, and some of them are just volunteer. It's a lot easier to take that one-on-one time. I um, agree, yeah. I would say that would be two of the things that I would like to change. It's just a little moments, you know, like, you know, you don't realize the kids on, you know, a, a, a 10 uh, win match streak, um, you know, stuff like that. You know, the bigger moments like winning sectionals or, you know, getting a call, you know, got, got a kid that got a wild card in the state tournament last year, you know, that, you know, that stuff. But I wish I would have taken each moment, um, the little moments, and would have just kind of just celebrated them, regardless if it was a win or loss. Yeah, but I would definitely, I would definitely change that for sure. Yeah, the season goes by quick too. It's, it's, uh, it's really weird how fast it goes in hindsight, um, and then that you do miss those little things, unfortunately. Yep. Um, so, like for you as a head coach, what's what are, what are some important things that you feel you need to instill in your in your wrestlers, like right well, off the bat. I think- well, I, I think it becomes, uh, um, before you even start, just because high school wrestling has just changed so much, I think you have to, you have to know your kids. So um, not just know their, your kids on the map, but you have to know them off the map. So what I mean by it is you have a lot of kids who have five and four plans. They have IEP plans academically in the classroom. They might need some of those plans because I have a teaching background too. Um, they might need that in the wrestling room. Um, to help them learn. you got to figure out if they're a visual learner, um, if they're a person that needs to stand up while learning new technique because they're a really active person, they can't sit down. It's the little things. Um, so before the, even the wrestling part starts, you have to do that. The second thing is, is I, I think that regardless if I had a kid for, you know, I had, I had one person win, I think, 47 matches last year. I had one kid win one match last year. Right. And both varsity, both varsity wrestlers. So that's a pretty big discrepancy. It's just character. You know what I mean? You know, handling yourself uh, correctly, so to speak. Um, and I don't want to say like a man because we have a, we have a lot of we have a lot of female wrestlers too. Right. Um, right. Um, but I just say with, with class and, and character. Um, you know, just just having uh, fun with that. I, I could tell you. Uh, right now, for me, what I always say, I, I just had fun being at the tournament sometimes just because you're just around the atmosphere, you're hearing a whistle blow, you're hearing uh, uh, ooh, ah from the crowd on another, you know, another mat that's going on. At the same time, you're on the other side of the gymnasium and you're trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of things that go into the coaching part. I mean, just, you know, having the parent support, uh, you know, making sure that, you know, you're very clear on your expectations and not only your wrestlers, but the parents, like if a parent wants to come and talk to you right after the match is done, and, be you know, that can't yeah. happen. Yeah. I, I did it. I did it as a 20, I did it as a next day rule. So if they thought I made a bad call on a Saturday, right. that they could, they could call me on Sunday and that we could talk about it, but I could tell them my reasoning of why I did it. Um, okay. Instead of just being being heated in the moment and being like, well, this is the call that I made, 
and you know i did it because no i need i need a second to digest it why did i make that call why didn't i make that call um and it was you know i had a good relationship uh with my parents uh, last year um as a head coach i would say also a first year head coach make sure your paperwork's in on time it's not. <laughs> You're gonna be yeah. in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I love that paperwork. Oh, I hear all the time stories. I won't say any names. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think. Um, I, I think the other thing too is, is um, you know, the sport has changed. Is you know, go outside perception. Last year we had a, I had a, an incredible opportunity. Um, I had a great supportive athletic director. I had great supportive parents. Um, and Naya Wheatfield usually goes to this tournament every year. It was the, uh, it's called the Oswego County Tournament. Yes. Um, ironically, that's where, I, that's where I work now. So it's so funny that I ended up out here. But I only <laughs> took, uh, I took, I think I took one, two, three, I think I took five guys last year. I had four guys place. Um, oh, that's phenomenal. And, them, and, the, and I had two, two kids in the finals. We had two other kids, you know, place. Um, and it was, you know, it was, it was like 43 teams. All, basically almost all from Section 3 except us and Wheatfield were the only two teams from Section 6. And just seeing that different atmosphere of wrestling, you know, just seeing like, wow, like this is what a real crowd looks like. So when they go to the state tournament, they're not shell-shocked. Like, whoa, yes, that's an important like, thing too. That's very overwhelming. Uh, I'll say that I, mean, I was very overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. That first match, that first whistle blows, the first period goes by in the state tournament for just, I, I know just me as a coach, you're like, whoa, that's the end of the first period. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, whoa, like, wow. And it's tough because, you know, if you make a mistake at the state tournament, that could be, you know, that could be your tournament. You could be done. Um, right. Especially there. Cause everybody, everybody is good, but everybody's still beatable at the same time. So, um, but anywho, just taking, just, uh, you were able to take an opportunity to go and see different teams. You know, those teams, we weren't going to see. Um, I know for our 99-pounder, the kid that he had in the final at that tournament, he had him in the quarterfinal in the state tournament. Um, so he was familiar with him. Right, um, right. And we, we, we were able to take advantage of that. And, you know, just um, for a heavyweight, it changed his whole season. Where he, he won a big semis match. He lost the finals match, but he won the big semis match. And it, it got him going. And it just propelled him to, you know, be, you know, place very high in the section again. Um, you know, a 20 pounder went and placed there, but he, you know, he was runner up in the section, uh, again, you know, last season, just prepared them to just do some really, really good things. So I, I always, if the you know, coach gets the opportunity to go to a tournament that's out of the section, that's going to better their team and better the individuals on their team, um, do it. You know, we had some other individuals that were at the Akron tournament that needed to benefit from being at those matches, you know, in the section. And that was good for them too. Yeah. It's important to split the team up sometimes. I I completely agree with that. Um, Because, yeah, different kids, different uh, learning styles, you know, how they learn on and off the mat. And it's it's good for them. Um, And, yeah, you got to push them. We we used to do in Niagara Falls, we used to do every year was the the Webster tournament was the very first one. The Matthew Marino uh, Invitational. That one was a grind. I, I, I miss spending it and um, Niagara Falls doesn't go there anymore. Um, but and, and a lot of teams that used to go there actually don't go there. I think Wheatfield is the only one who still makes an appearance there uh, locally. Yep. Um, but just just what a grind that tournament was. And like you said, those those big environments, the uh, the tougher kids, the kids that you if you know, if and when you 
you as a wrestler makes it to the state tournament, makes it to the bigger tournaments, you're going to see those kids down the road. Um, do you, as far as flow, schedule flow, do you like a tougher early schedule? Um, do you have a preference or any, anything like that? So being respectful to um, the people that we went against last year, we went to the Tonawana Duels, and I think that was a good that was a good um, tournament to to get the action going um, yes. uh, for our team. And then we went to Pioneer, you know, we, then we went to Pioneer. So I think having a balance of like kind of getting into a flow because if you go to a too tough of a tournament to begin the year, um, and you're not ready. You know, not ready at the beginning of the season, you might take a couple losses that could, you know, creep up on you towards the end of the year. So I feel like, you know, having maybe, you know, um, um, an easier tournament, so to speak, at the beginning of the year, just to get your blood flowing, get the match, you know, sense going. Um, Because it's different in practice than it is, you know, going out there for six minutes. For six minutes, it feels like, you know, sometimes you're out there for, you know, like an hour for a six minute match, (laughs) Uh, depending on, you know, you're going out of bounds or, you know, a whistleblow or whatever the case is or, you know, stuff like that. Um, So I believe, you know, easing your way into the season, it should progressively get harder. Um, Progressively get harder. I know we had a stretch to where it was. Um, we had the Southern Tier tournament. Then we had a little bit of a, uh, we had a little bit of a break. Then we had the Oswego tournament, and then we had, um, then we had the End Trip tournament. So, talk about, and then we had the uh, uh, Section Six Championship tournament. So, talk about just a a meat grinder, you know, week after week after week. It was, it got them progressively to where they needed to be at the end of the season. So, I think working in a progression is probably the best approach, in my opinion. I can, yeah, I, I can agree with that. I know everyone's going to have their different philosophies and, and whatnot, but um, yep. yeah, it's I, I liked your take on it absolutely. Um, I'd also like to again with your with your uh, state traveling experience. Um, obviously, as as you know, as many people know, Section Five and has consistently stayed ahead as far as um, like placing at the state tournament over like section mm-hmm. teams like section six and what, what makes section five? Uh, I'm not going to, well, well different uh, pretty much what keeps their kit. Do you know any, like, I'm not going to say inside secrets, but, but you know, wrestling say, and kind of um, coaching there. What, what's, what's the yes. difference? I would say um, the biggest difference for me is, um, is, uh, is just, uh, is just consistency. So consistency of uh, having uh places to go to, to work out at, um, regardless in the section in, in the off season. I mean, there's so many places in section five. I'm just thinking, uh, team Titan, uh, this, uh, apex, uh, RIT or, uh, our tiger club at RIT. Uh, you can work out at Spencerport, which we all know is legendary. Uh, yeah. Uh, even some of the, you know, uh, uh, team 10 is back with the, the paddock brothers, right? We, we know that that's back again, but they, they oh, had wow. that for years back, you know, back in the barn, you know, those, you, you know, how many state titles they won. They, you know, those, those guys are legendary. I, I think it would be more or less is just, um, you know, the Victor duels that they have towards, um, you know, the beginning of August, which is like the end of the, uh, the off season, so to speak for summer wrestling, but, you know, um, and it's just a grind, you know, they just have so many options. Um, it's limitless there, um, of the people that you can work out with. And that's, I think that they just stay ahead of the game. The other reason I think that they stay ahead of the game too, 
is because they're able to work out with, um, you, you see that they're able to work out with people from uh, Long Island. So we're talking uh, uh, Nassau and, and Suffolk County, which is Section 8 and Section 11. Um, right. So you could see that some people now are actually taking it to the next level and they're getting training being in Section 5. Um, and you got some Section 6 guys that do it too um, that will go to Long Island um, and get wrestling from them. Um, so it's, uh, it's just a, it's a grinder. It's, it's changed from when I, you know, I graduated high school. Uh, you know, there was, but it's, it's became more, um, just there's places to train and it's, you know, in section five, I would say that there was no slouch, you know, you know, right. you knew you had to be on your, you knew you had to be on your game every weekend. Um, not oh, saying, you I, know, I in section six, you don't have to, but you know, you have to, you have to always be on your game, I would say. Yeah, I used to read the results and just seeing some of these tournaments. And mind you, this is back when I was in high school. Um, there was like a county or maybe it was the Spencerport tournament, and you had Christian Boley from Brockport going against Paul Glover of Spencerport. And like that was a fine, that was a oh. finals match, and it happened more on more than one occasion. And that's like a huge match. Uh, back yeah. in the day, we all remember how talented those guys were. Um, yeah. I remember yeah, I the so. one year. At, I remember the one year at Spencerport at Tykey that they had. It was um, it was a ridiculous amount of state champions that they had. They were just in the finals matches, right? Uh, and then one sixty. The one year it was uh, it was Brian Bourne who was ranked nationally in the block, um, and they both ended up winning the state tournament at one sixty one division one and one at division two. But it was like that all the way through. Um, That's it was just phenomenal. absolutely awesome. You know what I mean, yeah. and uh, you know it just uh, it's a it's a great they have just a great amount of wrestling there. Um, you know, obviously at that tournament, but just in the I mean, just in the section from top to bottom, in large school, you know, large school section five or small school section five. I mean, pick your poison. <laughs> Pretty I mean, much, they're both, yeah. They're both very very good. <laughs> um, I, and I think section six is getting there. Uh, I feel yeah. like uh, community-wise, it's getting everyone's getting kind of closer, and they're they're starting to become more and more off-season workout areas. Like I feel like it's more open now than it ever was, uh, without a doubt. And with the addition of uh, Nickel City Duels and stuff, it, it gives those local teams a, a reason to keep their kids around a couple extra months out of the season. So. Um, I think Section 6 is definitely getting there, and the quality of talent is increasing. Um, but, yeah, Section 5 has always been ahead of the curve. Um, I know you did live in Albany for a little while, too. Is that, is that That's correct, right? Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, did you deal with the wrestling out there a little bit at all? No, nah, I mean, I maybe watched an occasional match. Um, not really anything big out there. I mean, Section 2 is, is, is a little, I would say, a little bit different. It's not too wrestling heavy out there. And in, in my opinion, um, oh, really? but they do have some, they do have some schools out there on uh, some good guys that can wrestle. <laughs> I don't yeah. think it's, I don't think it's so heavy like it is in, you know, uh, uh, section eight, section 11, section five or section six. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's the same. Okay. Though. Cause yeah, I remember they had, they had, did have some big studs back in the day. Their teams, uh, their sectional teams were placing high at the States, but, um, yeah. yeah, it's probably just because I remember they had those uh, uh, those kids from Shenandoah. Yep, Shenandoah, um, Shenandoah, Columbia. You got some pretty, got some pretty Institute. good teams. And, 
Yeah. Yep, Sal Institute. Remember Ken Alterac used to come here all the time. They're, they're heavyweight. The dude was yep. a freak. Yep. And, uh, yeah, they had uh, uh, Zach Clemente as well. So that, uh, Clemente, yes. They were, yeah, they, those, two were, those two are studs for a ball from the sale. But, but basically in the Albany area, I feel like it's not wrestling heavy out there. I feel like it's more the, the bigger winter sport is possibly basketball. Uh, or, okay. you know, you got a lot of, you got a lot of, uh, a lot of good football teams out there, so to speak, like Glen Falls and, and stuff like that. So. Right, right. Okay. Very good. Very good. Um, all right, sweet. So that's pretty much that. I'm going to run through, um, we're almost done here. I'm going to run okay. through this weekend's uh, tournaments that we have scheduled uh, for the locals. If you guys want to, anyone listening at home, uh, want to go check them out. I, I completely, uh, I say go support Section 6 Wrestling. I think it's very important. Um, I don't know of any dual meets or dual matches, um, but I will run through the this weekend's tournaments. So uh, Friday and Saturday, November 30th and de- December 1st, is the 20th annual Tanawanda Team Duels. Uh, f- also Friday and Saturday, uh, the 47th annual Joe Shiflett Sweet Home Wrestling Invitational. Uh, we also have the Matthew Marino Invitational Wrestling Tournament at Webster Thomas. I want to say it's at Thomas. No, it should be a. It should be a. Is Schroeder. it Schroeder? Okay, I didn't click yeah. on it, so yeah. that's right. It is Schroeder. Um, yep. Southtown Duels, and that is located at. Oh, that's St. Francis. That is it, St. Francis. Uh, that's Friday and Saturday. Uh, let's see, we have a 23rd annual Triple O Mechanical Byron Bergen Invitational Wrestling Tournament uh, at Byron Bergen High School. Uh, St. Joseph's will be there. Uh, that's the only Section 6 area team. Uh, let's see what we got. What else we got? Palmac uh, Tournament Evoca Duels. Uh, the Bill Anderson, that's Evoca Duels is just Saturday, as well as the Palmac Tournament. Uh, the Bill Anderson Memorial Wrestling Tournament is just Saturday as well at Cicero North High School. Uh, Lockport will be attending that one. That's the only Section 6 team out there. Uh, also, the rest of these tournaments are just Saturday. The Cato Meridian Blue Devil Duels, uh, Holly Kendall Team Tournament, and then there's a Southwestern JV uh, Wrestling Tournament. That is your schedule weekend outlook for wrestling tournaments for Section 6 teams. Um, so if you're a fan of Section 6 Wrestling, go check it out. Um, go support these schools, go support these kids. And, uh, you know, this is the start of the season. This is when this is everything gets good. Nobody, nobody really knows anything about anyone right now. You might get a future section six championship match, future state meet matchup. You never really know. So there is that, um, Miguel, uh, is there anything you want to say before we close the show? Oh, uh, no, I just, um, I think the, uh, I was going to, if we could just kind of just look at the, the teams that, uh, you know, large school and small school that should be uh, looked at, uh, possibly that are uh, really, really good based off the state rankings, if I'm correct. It, I, I think it will end up being, um, you know, Niagara Wheatfield is going to be tough to beat. Yes. Uh, Grand Island, Grand Island, who we talked about, who uh, had a, a great season, just like New Fade did last year, uh, will be returning a lot of good guys. 
Um, and, and Lancaster. Lancaster seems like I, I feel like we say Lancaster every year. Um, yeah. Do great Did you things. see the picture a couple uh, weeks ago? They were, uh, I think it was Veterans Day or one of them holidays, and uh, they were practicing out the tennis courts. It was freezing. Yeah, they, they were locked out of the building. or I, I can't remember that, which day it was yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah it, it, was, I, it was a Monday or something like that, and there was no school or whatever the case is. And uh, I think it was for Veterans Day, and uh, they're just super dedicated. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, for large school-wise, I think those are the teams to really look out for. I think the sleeper team um, for large school is, uh, is going to be Olean uh, for me just because they went from small school, and they were pretty good in small school last year yes. going to large school. Um, and I think it's just going to be the same usual suspects for, uh, you know, for, for small school. I think it'll be not trying to be biased, but, uh, I think it'll be new thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, they'll be, they'll be, they'll be good again. Um, I think that pioneer, I mean, I feel like we say pioneer. Pioneer's another one who's been on top forever. Uh, for, um, I don't know how many times they've won their, you know, their, their conference, uh, it seems like every year their league. Um, and, uh, Falconer, uh, Falconer's got had a lot of guys leave, but I think they'll still put out a good team. Um, I'm not really sure about near the top when I was in high school too, which is, which is cool to see like a team like that kind of come on up and just stay on top for as long as they have, as long as I've been volunteer, you know, coaching around it since probably like 2014, uh, yeah. 2013, they've been, they've been right up there. So good for them. More power to them. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure who the sleeper team would be um, for small school this year. Again, that's why it's it's going to be awesome to see what happens uh, this upcoming weekend, next weekend, uh, just to see uh, who comes out on top, so to speak. So, Very good. Very good. Yes, guys, um, listeners at home, as we find out uh, results, uh, they're also going to be, from what I've been told, there's going to be an Ilio DiPaolo wrestler of the week. Um, and as that information becomes provided to me, um, I will provide it to you guys. Uh, if there's any information that you need, you think should be said on this podcast, on our Facebook page, on our Instagram, uh, email me at section six, as in the number six, wrestlecast at gmail.com. Uh, that's section six, as in the number, wrestlecast at gmail.com. Please contact me with any info that I would happy to be to provide. If uh, if one of your if you're a coach and one of your wrestlers gets their hundredth career win or two hundredth career win or whatever, it hits some milestone. Please tell me. Um, this show is all about giving those kids that extra attention that they deserve and they don't often get. Um, so please tell me. Even if you if it might be minor to you, it could be major to your your wrestler. Please tell me. Um, and I'd be more than happy to read off any announcements or anything like that. Um, if you're running a tournament and you're looking for teams, please let me know. Um, one more time, Section 6 WrestleCast. Six is in the, in the number six, not the worded six. Section 6 WrestleCast at gmail.com. Please contact me. Uh, Miguel, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I know you've had a crazy weekend of travel. Um, I appreciate you coming on, brother. I really do. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for everything. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, next week, it's we'll have results. There's Section 6 Wrestling is going to get going. Um, so make sure you go check out a match or two. We'll see a tournament. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week.